Good morning, Texas Values friends. Thank you for tuning in to our Facebook Live and our Saturday radio podcast. We hope you're doing well on this chilly weekend in Austin, Texas. And it's me, Mary Elizabeth Castle, the policy advisor for Texas Values, along with James Wasolik, our communications associate. James, are you having a good Friday? I'm staying warm on Friday, making my radio debut. It's a good week. Well, we have a treat for you today. We have a call-in guest. Uh, That's why Facebook friends will see me with these huge cans on my head. Uh, We have Representative Steve Toth uh, with us. Um, He has some really good ideas about legislation for the next session, um, especially regarding the James Younger case. If you remember, James Younger is the little boy uh, who at I believe starting at four years old, his parents were separated and there was an issue of the mom wanting to transition him into a female. Uh, There was uh, the mother wanting to name him a girl name, wanting him to take hormone pills, uh, even castration later on in life. And thankfully, the court said that this cannot be done by the mom alone and that both parents must agree for anything. And the court does not have power to order that. But we'll be hearing from Representative Toth about laws, about uh, whether or not this is something that should be done for young children and kind of the dangers of that. Uh, Thank you, Representative Toth, for uh, joining us. How are you doing this morning? And trying to stay warm. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold out there. Yes, yes. And so I just want to tell our viewers a little bit about you. So uh, Representative Steve Toth is a small business owner representing South Montgomery County in the Texas House of Representatives. Uh, he also serves as the chairman of the board for the Mighty Oaks Foundation that ministers to veterans with PTSD. Uh, you can learn more about him on uh, at the Texas uh, website, house.gov, but uh, he's a faith and family champion, which is really important. Uh, he made the faith and family champion cut uh, this year for the last legislative session, and we're very glad to have him. So Representative Toth, uh, you've been following this James Younger case, and you were actually uh, someone who actually came out and said that there should be legislation regarding this issue. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what you plan to do um, regarding this issue next session? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on today. Of course. This is is an issue that... We, we tried we tried during the 86th legislative session to handle in um, in, a, in a different approach. We we thought you know let's not gin up the Democrats over this thing. Let's try and get some legislation onto the floor that we, we can amend on the floor, and let's create the legislation for the sole purpose of making sure it's amendable on the House floor, so that we would have less struggle with the Democrats. That didn't work, and so um, we're 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 going to take a very very frontal approach this time with with multiple state representatives, um, 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 with carrying bills. My bill will be one of them, and, and we're going to label this as child abuse, and um, we're going to go after the medical license of any doctor that wants to that wants to um, advance this. Right. That sounds like an interesting bill. So. Um, so this would be for, you know, making sure that um, children uh, won't get uh, procedures or tri- uh, hormonal placements or beyond, and everything? Yeah, hormonal blocking drugs. So 
um, the Journal of American Academy of Childhood Adolescent Psychiatry. So this is not this is not some right wing kind of thing, right? This is mainstream, mm-hmm. peer reviewed um, research that the left has put out, and it's it's it states really clearly um, at, at just how backwards the thinking is on the part of these folks that are doing this, and that you've got one study from 2008 that basically said very clearly said that by the age of 29, um, 60, 60% of these kids, six out of 10 of these kids, um, desisted from their trans- transgender um, pursuit. Oh, wow. Another study, a more robust study from 2013, said it's upwards of 70% of these kids by the age of 20. And so the bigger the study that w- we start looking at, the higher the numbers of, of kids desisting from it. And yet you're going to tell me that you can put a kid on, on hormone-blocking drugs at the age of seven when we have no long-term studies whatsoever to find out what hormone-blocking drugs do. Now, well, okay, we know that hormones, when a kid is going through puberty, is, is it's gonna, for a little boy, it's going to make their, their voice deeper. We know that it causes them to grow hair on their body and, you know, different things. But is is there any psychological effect? Is there any emotional effect? Is there any effect on, on the nervous system? Is there any effect on development of organs in the body? To put a kid on, on puberty, um, puberty-blocking drugs, we have no idea. No one knows. And yet we're going to allow a 7-year-old to make that decision. And, and Representative, to that point, you know, there was a story that I was reminded of as you were speaking about this that I um, just pulled up here over the summer. It was the leaders of the American College of Pediatrics. So these are doctors um, who yeah, specialize in, another, in pediatrician another, yeah. care. And they wrote a letter to the Surgeon General of the United States warning that, warning the Surgeon General that this hormonal, and these are their words, and I'm quoting here, hormonal and surgical interventions for children are the equivalent of frontal lobotomies to their brains. So it's it's not something that, as you said, that uh, people on the right side of the aisle are just kind of making up, but something that uh, it, doctors it, it, are this saying. Is, I mean, this is, this is really no different than, I mean, that, that's a great analogy, the frontal lobotomy thing. It's, it's, or what about the Tuskegee Airmen? Or, I mean, the Tuskegee, not Tuskegee Airmen, but the Tuskegee experiments where they took... They took African-Americans and exposed them to high levels of radiation and um, to see what impact, what outcome there would be on these people. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're turning these, these little kids into, into guinea pigs um, to, to know what kind of effects long-term there will be on putting these kids on hormonal-blocking drugs. I mean, and he, here's the stupidity of, of the left's reasoning. Liberals in the, in the 86th legislative session said, 18-year-olds are not old enough to make a decision as to whether or not they can buy cigarettes, right? (laughs) Right. You as an 18-year-old, you're not smart enough, your brain is not developed enough for you to know whether or not you can make the decision about whether you should be able to buy cigarettes. you got to wait until you're 21. But we're saying to a 7-year-old, you can make this decision to put yourself on hormone-blocking drugs that we have no idea what effects there will be. We've got 13-year-old little girls that are asking for their parents to cut their breasts off, mastectomies. I read an article about this woman 
um, the courts eventually in, in California, the court CPS took the child away because the mom would not allow the child to um, um, to go through this transitioning period, and she wanted her breasts removed. She had been she had been molested by a man, and 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 a few months later, the outcome of that trauma was I don't want to be a woman anymore. I don't want to be a little girl anymore. Um, I don't want to be the object of 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 this of the attack of a, a possible attack of another man. And so she wanted her breast cut off and um, mom didn't go for it. And eventually CPS ended up taking the child away from her. Six years later, she finally got her child back and her child thanked her for fighting for her. And that's what we as parents need to be doing. We need to be fighting for our children right, right now. And very often who we're fighting, it's the courts, it's the school systems in our nation that, are supporting this crap and we're not standing up yeah you know it's funny you bring up school systems we're going to be talking about uh, some of the <laughs> yes. austin sex education stuff a little bit later but um it's a wonderful point yeah it, it really is and uh you even see kind of these ideologies being presented to kids in schools and that kind of leads to another point um that maybe you know might even be in legislation later on you know in the Jeff Younger case, it was even said, or James Younger case, uh, my apologies, it was even said that, you know, it was, the court found that it was not certain that James actually wanted to be a girl. I mean, there were very vague um, indicators that the mom was pointing to, and they felt like she was kind of hyperinflating this. And so I guess, you know, my question to Representative uh, Toth is like, you know, how can we you know, um, kind of like promote, you know, reason among people and to, you know, make sure that children are protected and that like things that, you know, children say and that they do, you know, they're just, their innocence is protected and to make sure that they're not, you know, being, you know, transition um, just based on these things. And how can we hold, you know, doctors, like you said, hold them accountable and even hold parents accountable um, with new laws, right, right. It um, you know, the the frustrating thing, and and no one knows this better than than Texas Values, is that it, we're there for five months every two years, and you see, you see the halls flooded with Democrat activists from all over the state, and these are people that don't have. A nickel to their name they they a lot of these people are they're not working which is probably why they have the bandwidth and the time to come to austin but they don't care they'll go from office to office to office and and they'll come in by the tens of thousands on buses and they will plug up the works they will plug up our phones they'll plug up the hallways they will they will chase us into the bathrooms and um, they will fight for the most evil, despicable things you can possibly think of, the killing of the unborn, right, or this. And, and here we have a situation where this is right in our face. It's right in Texas. And where is the church? They're asleep, doing nothing. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be counted among the timid souls in the body of Christ, that 
are going to wake up one day and, and see that this once great land called America was lost because we did nothing. And this is not this is not the role of just people that are elected to office. This is all of us. Mm-hmm. We all have a role. We all have a place that we can fight, stand and fight. And unfortunately, that's not happening. But it's not too late. It, it's not. And that's a great point. I think, um, as we mentioned, we we're going to be discussing a little bit about what happened here in Austin uh, with the sex education and an encouraging thing, which um, applied not only to us as Texas Value staff, but let me uh, just encourage you as well, Representative. We saw the church in Austin come together in amazing ways and peop- and the body of Christ and people um, step out in faith to testify against this sex education, um, which begins encouraging things like this, um, having kids question their gender beginning in the third grade. Um, and we saw the church really awaken um, and become involved. And so we are hopeful that uh, that will spread um, even from places like Austin to other parts of the state and that, uh, you know, more and more impact will begin to be made from that. But if, and look, I'm ex- I'm excited about stuff that you've rallied people around. That's great, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that the the church has to have a presence in session, um, the way the Democrats do, <clears throat> the way the left does, the way progressives do, and we're not making headway. Um, the very fact that we're having this discussion about the fact that this is going on in our courts, that this is going on in our schools, tells me that there is a shift and it's not going in the right direction for our culture. And it needs to be something that we fight for on a day-to-day basis, on a daily basis, 365 days of the year, and that we're involved, and that more Christians are running for office, and that more people are willing to stand up and, and support financially your group, in other groups like Texas Values, um, or else we're going to, or else we will lose this culture war, and it is a war. It's a war. Right, right, and I think you know it's very important for people to get involved, especially those of you who are listening to this radio station. Uh, if you've ever gotten involved with, you know, these issues before, um, the time is now. Like Representative Toth is saying, uh, you need to get involved. Um, please, you know. Be informed at texasvalues.org and, you know, get involved with these issues and what's happening during the state legislature, will, which will be up in uh, about a year and a half in 2021. Uh, so thank you so much, Representative Toth. Uh, thank you for your care about this issue and what you plan to do in the future. And we look forward to working with you on this issue in the future. Thanks, you guys. All the best. Say hello to Jonathan for me. Yes, of course. Will do. Thank you. And have a nice uh, the rest of your day. You too, guys. Thanks. Wow, that was great. I mean, yeah. Talk about some energy getting ready. Uh, as you said, the session is still a year and a half away, but Representative right. Toth is is clearly fired up and ready to get to get rolling here. So we yeah. look forward to to the start of the next session and getting this stuff going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad we have someone who is passionate about the issue and working to uh, really get something like this in place, you know, to protect young kids. Now, um, even though, you know, we were busy or I was busy last week going to Dallas and being there at the courthouse, uh, right after that, we turned yeah, that around. Was a, a detail we haven't discussed, actually. Mary Elizabeth, you yeah. were at the courthouse for, for yeah, this younger I was, case. I was. 
Um, yeah, it was a closed courtroom, but it was still, you know, good to be there at the courthouse to kind of see the buzz and the anticipation of everything and to kind of hear things firsthand, you know, from some people who were inside the courtroom. And so it was really exciting to be there and to just like show our presence, you know, mm-hmm. Texas values to show a presence there um, in support. So even after that, we turned around and we came back uh, to be prepared for a busy an exciting day at AISD. James, how do you feel? <laughs> exciting after this is, week? is definitely one way to describe <laughs> it. Um, you yeah. know, for those that, that haven't heard, we've been very active in pushing back against what was at the time the proposed radical sex education that Austin ISD was putting forth. This is stuff that um, spans third grade through eighth grade, um, has is just full of all kinds of crazy things um, that we can't even mention on air, to be honest with you. Yeah. So to find out more, go to txvalues.org to get very specific examples of just how bad and extreme and inappropriate and indoctrinating and any other adjectives that are negative that I can think of that (laughs) this curriculum is. Yeah. And, you know, be careful who's over your shoulder watching it. It might... uh, it's it's definitely not family appropriate, but and this not is safe something. For work, maybe. Yeah, probably not only safe for, for work. our job for um, some reason. But this is something that, I mean, we joke that like we can't talk about it on air, but this is something. I mean, it's true, and right. this is what they're trying to teach to eighth graders, right. or I'm sorry, eight year olds in yeah. third grade. In third I grade. mean, it continues through eighth grade as well. But these yeah. are our young little children, um, and so we took a stand. Uh, we had a press conference with about a hundred parents um, before the school board meeting. Mm -hmm. We were there. We were peaceful. We had signed up to testify. We intended to testify. We did testify, actually, later in the evening. But there in the beginning, during our press conference, we were interrupted, to say it nicely, attacked, maybe to be a little more honest about it. There was a, a transgender individual and members of the LGBTQ community who were blowing kazoos and yelling through bullhorns and just yelling and getting in front of our supporters and um, Mm -hmm. causing a scene. Uh, One of them, I believe, was arrested for trespassing ultimately. And things just got crazy. Yeah. Um, The video of it is up on our Facebook page. If our fans would like to go see that, we had a, we live streamed it to our Facebook page. So you can go and, and see for yourself all that, all that happened that day. But it was still, I think, an encouraging aspect to know that even in Austin, that there were hundreds of parents and pastors and mm-hmm. faith leaders who, who stood up for what is right and were willing to come and to testify at the school board. And uh, Mary Elizabeth, you got to testify. I was kind of stuck yeah. on the outside for most of it because yeah. the line was so long to get in. Yeah, it was an extremely long line. Um, our president, Jonathan Sines, our vice president, David Walls, and myself testified at the school board meeting and we all touched on different aspects. You know, David Walls, our vice president, was a parent, you know, in AISD who pulled his son out because of this extreme curriculum. And so he was able to speak from that point of view. Um, our president, Jonathan Sines, is an attorney, licensed attorney. And so he was able to speak from the perspective that um, there are some problems with this curriculum that could be legal. And, you know, they the attorney general could get involved because of the legality of this curriculum. Now, they've always tried to say, you know, other school board has tried to come back and say, well, you know, where we got it from may not be a legal issue, but the content itself, like, 
is problematic and there could be issues with that. Um, so there could be future legal avenues. We don't really know. But I mean, there yeah, are so many problems. It's important to note for yeah. our listeners, and, and we realize this because we're studying this stuff routinely and it's almost become second nature to us now, right. but Texas law requires that abstinence be the focus of sex education. Right. Um, abstinence is definitely not the focus of this sex education. Uh, and so that's some of the potential legal issues that you're hinting yeah, at. Yeah. And so they even adopted an additional policy that night where they would not go with the Texas Education Code requirement, like you said, uh, even into other areas of the health education. They tried to delete it and override it. And instead, they're trying to go with this organization in Washington, D.C. that self-proclaims to be a national organization for sex education. And they're trying to go by those standards. So they adopted that policy. But, you know, kind of what I testified um, from the fact was, you know, they really overstepped parents, you know, in a lot of what they did. They, you know, the curriculum doesn't follow the Texas Education Code requirements. That is by the State Board of Education, and which is really unwise because the State Board of Education is in the process of basically, I feel like, reaffirming like what they already have for the standards. And so AISD is way beyond the scope and outside of those reams that the state, you know, sets for them. And they're doing this on their own. Um, you know, the way they put the curriculum together was reckless. They copied and pasted from a number of different sources, you know, just anything they could find that was, you know, pro-LGBT and in some cases pro-abortion, uh, to put in this curriculum, and it wasn't put together with any thought or format, and they got things from Canadian abortion providers, they got things from different, you know, sex ed curriculum, and they claimed they wrote it themselves, but we know that's not true because we looked at it, and it was just... Yeah, wrote will... I'm using plagiarized. air quotes. You can see it on Facebook <laughs> if you're watching there. It's a... Wrote is a very loose term, right? Very I mean, loose if term. I copy and paste, you know... A page here and a page there from somewhere else you know i mean in college that would be plagiarism but right. in austin isd you wrote it so yeah <laughs> it, it passes the plagiarism test yeah. in austin isd for and it's some interesting reason. to note as well that a lot of this information because they're copying it from sources outside of texas it doesn't even follow texas law it right. gives advice and curriculum teaches aspects that directly violate Texas law. Yeah. And that wasn't even corrected. Right. Exactly. And that that's one of the issues that might, you know, come up later with the curriculum that they have things in there that are directly against Texas law, like age of consent laws and even laws about teaching kids to get abortion and contraception without parental consent, which is in direct violation of Texas law. So with all that being said, and just like hundreds of parents testifying how this is inappropriate for kids, I'll never forget one testimony that, you know, was kind of, you know, heartbreaking in a way. A woman said, you know, the things that you're teaching kids to do in this curriculum, like I was taught at that age, but I was taught that by an abuser. Mm -hmm. And she called the school board abusers. And I just can't fathom that the school board members would not hear that testimony and not like even retract or pause about this curriculum and like what they're doing to, you know, kids, not only who are innocent, but who have been abused and yeah. just exposing them to this at this young age. 
Well, the school board voted unanimously for the curriculum, even after hearing double the amount opposed to the curriculum than for the curriculum. Yeah, testimony was two to one in people yeah. who were opposed versus yeah. support. Yeah, and Planned Parenthood, for some reason, showed up to testify, which was very bold, you uh, yeah. know, <laughs> seeing that their curriculum is illegal, uh-huh. um, but very bold for them to come and testify in favor of this curriculum. Uh, the school board members um, just, I don't know, I mean, they shouldn't be representing the people. Um, they shouldn't be elected or in office if they're not representing the people. And exactly. When you so, hear this much yeah. testimony in opposition to something, generally we see some kind of sway from our elected officials. But um, it really looks like in this case that their mind was made up beforehand and they just right. went through the motions and then took the vote. Um, but I, I know we're running out of time here, but I want to take just a minute and make sure that we're <clears> – <throat> Still encouraging folks, because as Mary Elizabeth has mentioned, this is not the end. Um, right. There's still a lot of questions to be answered that we are looking into. But even looking at a bigger scale, as you mentioned, the State Board of Education is looking at health, sex education and health standards for the entire state. Yes. Um, and they're under that process right now. And so don't think that this was just Austin and keep Austin weird and they're going to do weird stuff. This is you know, a, a proxy battle for what's going to be happening here at the state mm -hmm. level very soon. And our folks need to be aware of that and stay informed and be on the lookout for what's happening in their local school districts as well. Yeah, just like James said, it's not over yet. This curriculum could be taken down uh, in different ways, uh, which is kind of sad because the school board could have done the right thing and not chosen this curriculum, especially since they rammed it down parents' throats mm -hmm. and just did a lot of this at the last minute, but like the S State Board of Education, what they're doing now is really important. So if there's a way that you can get involved by, you know, going to the Texas Education Agency website and signing up to be on a work group or just being able to testify when they have those meetings in the future, that's really important to make sure that good standards stay in place. And please, you know, join your local shack and do other things to be active. Um, and there's still hope for the future, and we're trying to stop this from going to other Amen. places. Amen. Well, thank you so much. It seems like we're running out of time, but thank you for tuning in uh, to the Texas Values Report. We hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we look forward to talking to you next time. All right. <laughs>